this is the Marketing Muscle Up Show, hosted by Richard Tutunji, where he gives you a peek behind the scenes into the conversations and strategies that can help you grow your fitness business and live the life you've always dreamed of. Welcome back to the Marketing Muscle Up Podcast Show. Welcome to the show. If you're a first-time listener, so good to have you here. And if you're a regular, good to have you back. Well, I'm um, in Melbourne at the moment. I'm actually sitting inside one of our clients' studios named Simon Fox. He runs a great business called Lifestyles Essentials. We're down here uh, this week at our immersive event. We do three immersives a year for our clients, one in Melbourne, Sunshine Coast, and Sydney. We run a big award ceremony in the year, and it's perfect for those sort of studio owners, businesses that are just always by themselves doing it themselves. I think it's a a lonely world. I was definitely one of those people for a long time and having a proximity of people you connect with face-to-face um, every, you know, three times a year and more. And then, you know, obviously running programs like that throughout the year on online definitely changes the context of things. So that, anyway, that was, that's where I'm at the moment. And I wanted to, to chat about uh, patients today. I, I got off the plane yesterday and from, from Sydney to Melbourne, got off, uh, sorry, am I saying not Sydney, from Sunshine Coast to Melbourne, got off the plane. And I hadn't probably been to Melbourne for a year since our last immersive, since all the lockdowns and things like that. I would usually travel more. However, I walked out of the airport and what did I see? I saw Uber uh, cars right at the front of the curb and I thought, wow, what is going on here? Now, mind you, if you've you know, ever got off at the airport, any airport um, around Australia, America's a little bit different now, you would have to order your Uber. You would have to cross the street. You would have, in Sydney airport, you'd have to walk down 100 metres and you'd have to then wait for your Uber there all while the taxis are at the very front of the queue there. And in Melbourne, you had to cross the street and then book your car, find your car and, you know, wait there. Now, approximately a million people cross over the crossing in Melbourne airport a year. And there's a million pedestrians getting crossed over. Now, isn't it amazing what time and patience can do? This time around, I go in my car. There's a, there's a different Uber thing there. You get a you get a number now, and you put the number in, and you get any Uber. So it's literally it was just like taxis. It was like lady said, line up at number six. I lined up at six, and then the next Uber that came, you give them the special code, and they put in their thing. So literally, it was mind blowing. Where instead of having to be, it was like taxis. It was Ubering, and it was exactly the same as taxis, but it was Uber. It had Uber printed on the ground, signs, a lady at the front saying, yes, this is Uber, this is the new system, you go there, you give them the line, you're good to go. And I thought, wow, isn't this interesting? I drive out of the airport and then where do I see the taxis? There, down the other end, and you've got to walk 100 metres to get a taxi. And I thought, what has just happened here? What has happened in this moment? I spoke to the Uber driver. He goes, yeah, taxis are down there. They're not liking it too much anymore. And I thought, wow. And I sat there, thought about it for a second. I go, 
but it wasn't in that moment. It was actually 10 years worth. It was 10 years being patient, having a dream, executing it, penetrating the marketplace. And then finally in December, 2021, approximately nine years after they first launched in Australia Uber, they have number one position over taxis, like literally scrubbing the taxi signs off and putting the Uber signs on the floor. When you think about that, they've taken, a, they've taken an industry that had it in the bag for so long that nobody could challenge them, especially at airports, by the way, especially at airports. Airports, no, you can, you can not challenge a taxi. You know, nobody can come near the taxis. They challenged the taxis and they, they took the taxi spots. And I just want to stop here to think about what this means for us as a business, as a fitness business. And as I mentioned, it's not in the moment. It was obviously I hadn't been to Melbourne since it happened, launched in December. So I hadn't seen it for three months, but it wasn't a moment. It was actually over 10 years. Uber in Australia launched in October 2012. October 2012, we're in 2022. That's 10 years, 10 years of absolute pushing, 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 penetrating to get market share wherever possible, going through um, law cases, going through big industries like the tax industry trying to push you out, going through like, remember in the early days, I'm sure you guys can all remember having to, you know, oh, you're using Uber. Oh, no. I remember having conversations with my, you know, people around me in the early days. Oh, you're not using Uber. You know, that's, that's kind of a, not really illegal, is it? It's, it's kind of a bit dodgy. And going through that and then walking, trying to find an Uber and, um, you know, navigating that while you thought, you know, they actually had better service, they had better price, they had better quality. And so, and now to see that they're number one, but it took them 10 years. I'll say that again, it took them 10 years. So I want to break this down a little bit and what that means for you, because a lot of the time, I'd say majority of the time, we put so much pressure on ourselves thinking that we have to achieve everything, you know, in a week or two weeks, three weeks, we have a new strategy. Oh my gosh, we're going to execute that. Um, I've certainly done that, still do that. And there's a saying that Tony Robbins says, I don't know who made it up actually, but I heard it off Tony. I'm not sure if it's his quote. It says, we underestimate what we can do in, um, we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. Sorry, we underestimate what we can do in 10 years and we overestimate what we can do in one year. I think that's the quote. And it, it really resonates when we think about that because we do think we can do everything in a year. And if we don't achieve it, we're like pissed off with ourselves, we're annoyed with ourselves. But really, it took 10 years. And I always say it's at least seven years for anybody that you see, and I've said this on the podcast, seven years till you get where you want to be. Seven years until you think, oh, that's me. You know what I mean? And you look back and you go, yeah, that's me. It takes seven years, seven years for, for you to be kind of like, you know, number one, two, three in the marketplace, if you are doing some key things, I want to talk about that right now. So you can say, yeah, I've been in business for 10 or 20 years, but are you doing the key things? And so I, I just sort of reading up a little bit of Uber and, you know, what, what took them to make this, this number one position and what they had to do in, in the growth part, part is to make work. And I, I want to kind of like take you through a couple of items that 
they did, and this can all apply to your business. So number one, um, first of all, first of all, it was about the product, right? So you're gonna make sure that you have the right product. That's really important. And that right product is gonna be the right fit for the market you're in. So that's the first thing you need to ask yourself, is my product the right fit for the marketplace that I'm going for? And, and today's marketplace, not like what it was five years ago or two years ago or post-COVID, like today's the new world, right? So you look at those two things. Is your offering old, outdated, is not working? That You'd only know that by, it's, it's a real struggle to get people to stick around to get into your program and process. And so it might just be a bit outdated, it needs a bit of cleaning up. Number two is that, you know, is there, is there, is there a lot of friction from people coming to your program? So you want more flow over friction. You want, um, you know, easy over hard. You want all those things to happen. Um, you want to make sure that it doesn't have to be the cheapest thing, but it's got to be the best, um, best version of the product for the market that you're going for, most importantly. Um, now, saying that too, I just want to like digress one second here, is that I, I also resonated, resonated, um, resonated and go, okay, 10 years ago when I was in Melbourne and I did a lot of trips, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, what I was doing is I was getting the big shuttle bus and the, the bus came at the front of Melbourne airport and, and you know, I'll get on the bus. It's a $36 round trip. And what it would do, you get on the bus, everybody else, you drive into the town, you'd be at the bus shelter and then they'd get another bus to send you to the hotel. And then you'd wait for the little bus and they'd take you through with three or four hotels and they'd drop you off the hotel. But guess what? I thought it was the best way, the best transport. I was thinking, why would someone get a taxi to the CBD well, I can take the bus for $36 and the taxi round trip is going to cost me $100. I thought, who would do that? Who would do such a thing? And I was trying to really rack my brain. Who would do such a thing? It's so easy. But as your business changes, your clients may change and they want different things. For example, 15 years ago, I wanted the cheapest possible thing to get me to the city. And time wasn't my problem. It was cash, my problem. So I wanted the cheap version. Now, what I'm looking for, I'm, I'm realizing my, my time is more precious. So I'm wanting the, the best process to get me there, the easiest, the simplest. Uh, it doesn't have to be the most expensive, but it's got to be reasonable to get me to the outcome that I need. And so the cheapest version, going a bus, waiting for a, the bus to stop and get another bus, that is just going to take too much time. That's what I'm looking for. So again, what is your client's need now? And maybe that you're giving them something different or maybe you're giving them the same thing for the last 10 years and they're needing something different because if you're getting, the clients are aging in your business and they might need some different things. So check out that. And then some other things that Uber did to you know, take market share in 2019, Uber um, got number one market share in Australia over taxis. Uh, that's, when they, that's when they made that mark, when they got more um, when they were number one over market share, and obviously it took another what two years to get um, the best positions, you know, because obviously it made more sense instead of people crossing a road and getting hit over, get getting hit by a car, a million people, they decided to put it on the curb, which is a massive milestone. And so what they did to grow is a few things. First of all, you you want to know that you have to grow. If you do not grow, you die, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't want to die your business. So what they did, a few things they did. Number one, they inserted reviews really heavily. So at the end of your, your car experience, boom, the reviews came up. So are you doing reviews in your business? Um, when was the last time you asked for a review? Are you asking a review every single day or asking it for when you think about it? Number two, um, 
And, and by the way, when they did insert that in, their reviews doubled from 40 to 80 million reviews in a year. Is your payment process easy? Are you still taking cash? Are you still collecting cash? Are you still doing 10 packs, five packs, three packs, two packs, 100 packs? Please say no. Um, if you're doing that, it's time to change it up. Let's make the payment process easy and to speak to still speak to fitness professionals and they're still doing their cash backs and things like that. And it's not an easy long-term and that's been proven here with um, Uber. People don't mind hitting the card and putting their details on to pay. And don't allow, if you've got a client that still want to do it their way, don't allow that. Don't allow that to happen. Uh, it's really important that we decide how we're going to run our business. And, um, you know, those guys want to stick that way, well, take a taxi, right? Um, so make the payment process easy. Also, flexibility was the key for Uber is the flexibility of for the drivers, their working hours. You know, when could they work? They didn't have to work the, the shift work where old taxi drivers had to work like 12-hour shifts and things like that. It was flexibility when they can work. That means they got more drivers on so they could grow faster. So if you're trying to get a trainer in, if you're trying to get a staff member in, perhaps now give them flexibility of things, what they can and can't do. And maybe you don't need that one golden goose trainer. Maybe you need multiple trainers or maybe you can change the model where your whole business doesn't rely on trainers. And you can, if you want more information about that, please reach out and ask us about the PT Growth Accelerator program. You can just go to commarketing.com.au and we can help you there. There's a course there that will help you. Um, and these were some of the, the major milestones that they did to, to really grow their business and and to to take that to take that and experience that um, in a smoother way, you know, convenience that turns into quality, that turns into boosted satisfaction over the traditional tag taxi cab services. They focused on market penetration. Um, you know, they obviously paid ads to get out there. They pushed paid ads to make that happen. Of a lot of money in paid, obviously, cash is definitely going to help when you want to take number one positions for those who are ready for that. And of course the flexibility, you know, giving it a fair deal for the, uh, the drivers and what they're going to get where before you can understand the industry, we're giving a fair deal. So, you know, if, are you not getting the trainer that you want because maybe you're not just not giving them a fair deal or maybe you're stuck in an old, maybe they've been working with you for a while and you just haven't looked at taking prices up, you know, things like that. Um, the other thing too, to continue growth. Now, if you look at it this way, when they continue the growth from market penetration to going from just taking the Uber's experience, they did the Uber and they just do one car. Now what they do, they do, um, they do, um, they do like um, normal and then they do um, luxury cars and then they do, they put in food services. So they added extra items to the table throughout that period. So they added extra items to the table, luxury, they did food services, deliveries and things like that. And that kept them at the top of the game. And that's how they remained at the top of the game in those existing markets. So think about those things. What else can you add in to continue and develop little segments of the marketplace when before they just had the one service of Grex, now they have all these different, um, you know, different industry luxury cars. They've got, um, you know, share, share cars, added food, so because they had a level and they can remember, don't add too many things unless you've hit, unless you've got a very good business, which is turning over a revenue. A lot of people say, don't split everything until you make a million dollars. So for us, if you're a you know, small business owner getting to half a million, you know, don't add a huge amount 
sometimes simplifies best. So team, I hope that's helped you to realize that number one is give yourself a break. If you haven't yet, if you haven't yet cracked it, ask yourself, first of all, have I been doing it for 10 years? And have I been pushing the market for 10 years? And if you haven't been pushing the market in your industry for 10 years, there's a lot of growth to go. There's a lot of growth to go, which is really exciting for you. So if you're in year two, three, four, and you feel like you've been slugging out and pushing, well, guess what? Keep going. Um, if you're in year you know, five or six, seven, and things are going well and you continue growing, keep growing. Um, don't compare someone who's in its 10th year to you're in your first year. Don't compare someone who's been clearly pushing the market for 10 years and go, well, I've been in the same industry 10 years and how come they are ahead of me? Well, they put more work in than you. They, they, they got the recipe right you. They got coaches. They got mentors to help them. They got proximity. They did the right things. And, you know, don't blame anybody, but look at what you can do to take market, to take the market where you are right now, to take the community, to be the mayor of your town. You know, you don't have to take worldwide like Uber did. Let's scale that down now and go, what can I do in my community to ensure that, first of all, you know, I break it down like how to take market penetration in your area. Well, every single cafe ensure that they have your signs, your billboards, your flags. Every single cafe, make sure that they're, they're coming into your studio. Every single hairdressing uh, person in your area, make sure that the hairdressers are members of your, your, your studio. Why? Because these are hubs. These are hubs where people come and train and talk and things like that. The cafe has a lot of people. Hairdressers, a hairdresser has you know, 45 minutes with somebody talking about where they train. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to focus on the partners that will help you dominate and push the market penetration through um, don't you know you can be in business 10 years and and you you can actually not grow we know that but we've got to understand that you've got to stay current in the marketplace and sometimes that's really hard hitting especially if you've been in business for a long time you've been in business for 10 years and you go oh my gosh what did i do wrong what did i do wrong not to grow well it's not anything wrong it's just that you you didn't do the activities, the right activities that were in growth. You may have been focused on um, retention. You may have been focused on ensuring that your clients are getting a great service. And that takes some people longer than others, especially if you, if it's just you, by the way. Um, I've certainly been in that boat where it's taken us years to develop, you know, one of the best marketing, the best marketing program um, in Australia for fitness professionals. Um, and I would say in the world, with the support, the care, the dedication, the results. And so that takes time, you know, it's, it's called R&D, research and development. Um, and, you know, before something hits the marketplace, they call it be in research development for a long time. So don't hit yourself. If you haven't yet done this, just move ahead and get onto it. That's the biggest thing because um, what's stopping you now from being the number one into your marketplace? Hope that's helped guys. Um, next time you take an Uber, you know, think about this and think, well, well, that was interesting how long they take. Next time you see, um, you know, for example, an ice cream shop, Messina come up. You know, when did they start? Oh, they started 10 years ago, actually. So when you think you've got the next thing that just popped up or the next sporting star that popped up or the next musician that popped up, remember the game of patience and remember that patience is the speed game. Patience is the game. And I know it's hard, 
especially if you struggle like patients and me, but honestly, it is the best marketing strategy by, by continuing through the same version and keep pushing the market. And remember finally, the market, your clients are going to tell you if you got a winner or you got a loser. It's as simple as that. If clients are paying you and uh, Jamie Hayes said this the other day, if clients are paying you and you can listen to Jamie Hayes episode, if clients are paying you, it means that the market is saying yes. If clients are not paying you, it means the market's saying no. That means your product needs to change or your pricing needs to change. Team, that's another episode for this week all around patience, um, having a dream go after it. And remember, it's all a dream, but it's going to require a leader like yourself to push down things to make your dream a reality. I'll catch you next time on the Marketing Muscle Up show. If you've enjoyed this episode, hey, share it out with a friend and take a screenshot and just um, tag me in. Take a screenshot and put it on your um, put your socials and tag me. I'd love to know uh, that you're listening to that. It's going to help someone else to um, take action and grow their business. I'll catch you next time, team.